Hey guys, it's Rick. Let's uh, let's talk about Andor episode six, the eye. Uh, first of all, let me just say um, why there was no episode this past weekend. Um, I got COVID. We got COVID in the house, so couldn't really talk much this weekend. But uh, hopefully, I'll be back to record this Saturday with Chris Ryan's from Proaxium. So. Uh, any thoughts, reactions to this episode of Andor, if you want to send those into us, you can do that. Uh, you know the drill. Comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K, at jamtransmissions.com. We're around. Um, but let's talk about this episode. So, you know, the last two, big setup, lit the fuse, and I kind of felt like seeing the Aldani people walking up the path felt like a, almost a visual representation of that fuse, just kind of walking up to the uh, the powder keg that was the garrison and um, hearing the way Nemec was talking in the beginning of the episode um, about him not being able to sleep he was restless I kind of we've been talking about it for a few weeks like I had a feeling that Naomi wasn't going to make it but I didn't see it happening the way that it did um, when those credits slipped back and, you know, kind of crushed him or whatever. It was, uh, that was rough. That was hard. But, um, the Imperials, I don't forget the guy's name, Partigar or something like that. The, uh, <laughs> excuse me, man, that guy, piece of work, his family, like I felt bad for his kid. Um, his wife didn't really seem to want to be there, but you know he's putting a little duty above everything else. Um, which you know we're seeing a lot of that with the characters in the show. A lot of like duality of these characters. Like he's trying to be loyal to the Republic and or to the Empire, but you know probably in the guise of thinking that that's what's best for his family. Um, meanwhile, putting his family in harm's way by bringing them to Aldani in the first place. Um, which he wouldn't have known, but I mean that's consequences, I suppose. Um, Val and Cynthia, Cynthia, that little shot of them going underwater, I thought was really well done. Um, and not knowing what they were going to be doing for this episode, what their plan, of, uh, their their part of the heist was, um, it was kind of good to kind of get that answer. But you know, it came with its own sacrifice. You know, I guess the plan was always to leave Cynthia behind. And, uh, you know, we see her in the trailer looking up at a Star Destroyer. So she'll be there for another little while, I suppose. But I just kind of got the feeling that the Empire was going to exact some retribution on the people and the planet afterwards. Um, probably, um, you know, having to deal with the Eldani people will probably have to suffer for it because there's nobody there for them to um, push down upon anymore. You know, the rebels are now gone. And uh, the way Cassian dealt with uh, Skeen at the end, with, you know, he was talking about, you know, we could split this two ways. And it was just for greed. And he lied just as much as Andor did. But Cassian at least had the wherewithal to be honest about his motivations. Uh, Skeen, not so much. And uh, he got dealt with. But with Namek... You know, they leave and we get to see it's his calculations that get them out of there. His saying, climb, 
<clears throat> brought back those Rogue One vibes because I think that's the last thing that K2 says to Cassian um, when he locks the door and then he himself goes down. Uh, and uh, Dr. Uh, Claude Paw, <laughs> played by Aiden Cook, um, who's an amazing performer, um, but uh, just kind of seeing him being like, you know, I've, I've done all I could, and uh, not being able to save Namek, but Namek's manifesto will make it out uh, with Cassian, it seems. So, you know, who knows who will read that and what role that will have to play. Um, Luthen at the very end and Mon Mothma in the Imperial Senate uh, trying to help the Gorman people and everybody else is distracted by this rebel attack and the way the ISB finally kind of falls in the line and says, I need everybody's you know, Major Partagas saying, uh, yeah, I need everybody's plan of action from here on out before midnight. Um, like, you guys should have been listening in the first place because uh, Dejamiro was, I mean, she was right. And you know, we see a lot of, like, we shouldn't be rooting for her, but we know, like, she's been fighting an uphill battle where people don't want to listen to her. Um, and, that, you know, we've been saying it for five four weeks now, whatever, that the complexity of these characters is what's really driving the show. On top of just how beautiful the show looks, the the shots of the eye closing, I suppose, or opening, however you want to look at it, the kind of meteor shower um, was gorgeous. <clears throat> but it was perilous at the same time. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I the way I think Susanna White, the director of these episodes, this arc just put something together that was really special. And, you know, the tension of the last two weeks coming to a head today, now kind of wondering where this is all going to go. And, you know, for my part, not really remembering everything that's in the trailer, if there's still some other stuff that we haven't seen yet, we know we'll probably go to back to Ferrix at some point and check in with uh, Bix and uh, Marta and, you know, some of that stuff there. Uh, if Cassian crosses paths with Luthen again, after he gives Val the crystal back. Um, a little surprised that they, those were the only two that survived. Um, not keen on the idea that uh, Gorm and um, Terramin, I believe was his name, were the first two to go down. Like, kind of old horror movie trope. Two, the two black guys go down. <laughs> um, I don't know. Whatever it is, what it is. But uh, just something that I noticed. But guys, uh, you can tell like I don't really have much else to say except for, again, it was another stellar episode. I'm sure there's going to be some things a lot of people have to say about it. It's been great so far. We're halfway through th season one, uh, one quarter portion through the entirety of the Ender series. Um, and uh, just kind of Luthen's relief at the end, I think, kind of sums up <clears throat> the only person who's involved but didn't get to see any of it like his relief laughter knowing that something they finally put a stick in the eye of the empire with that move um there's a lot more specifics that i i'm, I'm not remembering right now guys you know i watched it early and uh again still recovering from covid 
feeling better, but still not 100%. So, um, yeah, guys, if you have thoughts, like I said, uh, shout out an email. And uh, thanks for being patient. And, uh, again, we'll have uh, Chris Ryans on this weekend, hopefully, uh, if we're feeling up to it, if I'm feeling up to it more so. And uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. We had some new comics come out today, High Republic number one, which is great. Um, new Visions comic, I think another Star Wars book, uh, Path of Deceit last week. There's been a lot, um, and uh, we'll see what uh, we can get into this weekend as we talk about more and more of it. But guys, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to rest my voice. And uh, again, if you have thoughts, let us know. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Cad Bain's Bounty, and uh, follow the show, please, at uh, JT Comlink. Tell your friends and, uh, you know, send in reviews and, and five stars and all that good stuff. Uh, let me know when you do. It is greatly appreciated. And uh, with that, guys, I'll talk with you all soon. May the force be with you.